Time to talk now with somebody who covers the 49ers on a regular basis, the founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports. Of course, it's Tracy Sandler. She is no stranger to HoustonTexans.com and all that we do. Tracy, it's great to be with you. We appreciate the time. D'Amico Ryans, an interviewee for the Houston Texans head coaching job. If you're from here, not a big surprise. If you're from San Francisco, the Bay Area, not a big surprise either, is it? No, definitely not. D'Amico Ryans, I think, is probably one of the going to be one of the most sought after coaching candidates in this offseason. We thought last year might be a year that he left to take a head coaching job. He decided to stay with San Francisco one more year. He's done an incredible job with the defense, so not surprising at all. Yeah, you've seen him for a few years now, and he's kind of gone through the ranks. He's built up his resume, so to speak, and he's been the defensive coordinator now for a couple of years. What have you seen growth-wise from him as far as leadership? Well, I think you just have seen D'Amico somewhat come into his own, and, and I feel that way from a media perspective. I don't know that that's necessarily true as a coach. I think the players had bought in pretty quickly into D'Amico, but you see that he's just, he really has grown into a leader. You can just see him be more comfortable. His energy is amazing. His players absolutely love him. And something he's talked about a lot over the last several months is something called hero ball and how he always tells his players, you don't have to play hero ball. You know, if everybody's doing their job, there doesn't have to be a hero. And I just think that mentality kind of sums up who he is and how he coaches. And you've seen him over the last two years just adjust no matter who was injured, who's in, who's out. This defense has really stayed playing at a high level. And that's on him. And that means the players have bought into him. I want to talk a little bit more about his leadership qualities in just a moment, but you just brought up a really good point about not playing hero ball and the need to be creative as a play caller, as a, as a designer of a defense. What have you seen in that regard as far as the guys that have left, the guys that have come in, the other coaches who have been there and left as well? Well, I think you just, you've seen him adjust, you know, the joke, what winners adjust <laughs> you've seen him, you've seen him adjust and they've had a number of injuries on this team across the defensive line. They lose Emmanuel Mosley in week five at corner and he's been able to adjust to the strengths of his personnel and they really have not missed a beat. They've had a couple games here and there that were tough. And I think we saw even in Vegas a couple weeks ago, but the way they adjusted after that and admitted that they didn't play their best ball. And I think the hero ball analogy to me kind of speaks to his leadership because that's telling your players, we are a team and we are in this together and we will win as a team and we will lose as a team and we will make up for things that need to be made up for, but we don't have to all be heroes. And I think that kind of speaks to the whole leadership thing as well. He's one of the best players in Texans franchise history. And I would say if he's not the greatest leader as a player in Texans franchise history, the list is on your one hand and you probably mm -hmm. only get like a finger or two uh, down the line. He's a fantastic leader as a player. What have you seen leadership wise? We know he's fiery. We know he's mm -hmm. a, a leader by example. We, we know he's a vocal leader as well. Just kind of encapsulate who he is with all that in mind. Well, he can relate to his players. I think having been a player really, especially in that position, I think really helps him out and really helps really the players. But when you see the fireness and the excitement on the sidelines, I mean, we you watch a 49ers game and they make a defensive play and there is nobody in that building more excited than D'Amico Ryans. And I think that just also shows a love for his players. And I think that you know, makes it feel good, but you've just seen him be a real, I mean, not to take a total cliche term, but you've <laughs> seen him be a real leader of men. And it yeah. was hard. You know, he had tough shoes to follow because Robert Sala was excellent. In the beginning, Robert Sala, there was a lot of criticism. The 49ers should fire him. Obviously they did not. He turned out to be an excellent defensive coordinator. 
D'Amico comes in and takes over and there's this, you know, the all gas, no breaks. And he's, he finessed the defense and he changed the defense, not a ton, but he changed it somewhat to fit his style. And that was not an easy thing to do. And those players loved Robert Sala. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like he left and they were like, good rinse. They loved Robert Sala. So he came in and obviously had been in the organization for some time, but he stepped into those shoes and really made the defense his own. And, and these players trusted him and trusted him early and you know they've seen you've seen the benefits i mean he's got the number one defense in the league yeah that's an outstanding point that you bring up because i think we've all been in situations in our lives where we've gone to a new job and we've replaced somebody who was very very popular and it's kind of tough adjusting that's not an easy thing to do what he's done i'm I'm glad you pointed that out all right let's wrap this up one D'Amico ryan's anecdote whether it's on the sidelines at a practice or at an event elsewhere or during a game that sort of stands out to you that you're going to remember above anything else when, whenever his name comes up. I think I'll always remember Demiko Ryan's running down the sideline, jumping up with the wires, running up, jumping up and down. You guys can't see me. My hands are going down, but the <laughs> wires and having to be, to be pulled back. I think, you know, that was one. And I think even in, in press conferences, just the way he has really grown and come into his own over these last couple of years. And he's very, he's honest and open, but really it's always going to be him running down the sideline, jumping up and down, headphones flopping, wires with someone having to to pull him back, uh, I think will always be the thing that that I remember. And I think the other thing too, I know you asked for one and I'm now giving you three. Hey, but, we'll take multiples. It's all good. But I, it's cool at practice to see him and Kyle next to each other, talking, smiling, laughing. And there's such a good relationship there and such a rapport. And I don't know that you always see that, but it's not oh, unusual. In fact, yeah. it's pretty common every day at practice. If you look over, Kyle and John are talking, or Kyle and D'Amico are talking and laughing, and that's kind of a cool thing to see. The founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports. She covers the 49ers on a regular basis. Tracy Sandler, we sure do appreciate the time. Look forward to catching up with you again down the line. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.